Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mummy on a Break podcast. I am Maria Newman, otherwise known as Mummy on a Break. My journey to becoming Mummy on a Break started back in 2016. That's the year I took voluntary redundancy whilst on maternity leave with my second baby and without really having a plan. The only thing I knew at that moment was that I needed to change my job and if I didn't seize the day and take my chance, I'd be in the same job doing the same thing up until I retired. That thought really scared me. So long story short, I embarked on my journey of being mummy on a break, which started with me actually deciding to start my own business. And by following a very windy road led me to create the life I really wanted. I now help women who are like the old me. I help busy working mums who are fed up of the routine, the daily routine, and want to take back control and create the life they really want in their work, their relationships, their wellness, their money, and the fun stuff. If you want to find out more about how I can help you, then check out my website, mummyonabreak.co.uk and click work with me. However, for now, sit back, relax and enjoy this podcast episode. Welcome to the Mummy on a Break podcast. My name is Maria Newman and I am Mummy on a Break. You can find out more about me and Mummy on a Break on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. During this podcast series, I will be interviewing six women who are experts in their field and know a thing or two about well-being. My guest today is Jackie Ellis. Jackie is a holistic wellness practitioner working with movement and hands-on therapy to transform early development trauma patterns held in the body. Thank you for joining me today, Jackie. Hi, Maria. Great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. So, Jackie, first, tell us a bit about yourself, your story and how you, where you, how you got to where you are today so that our listeners can get a sense of who you are. OK, so are you all sitting comfortably? <laughs> how long do we have? Uh, no, seriously. OK, um, I guess the first thing is, is that I'm a farmer's daughter. I was born and brought up in Devon. I'm an identical twin um, who came into life with another. So there were triplets, actually. So an interesting fact. I'm a mum of three children who are not so children anymore because they're 22, 20 and 18. Um, and um, started out in the hospitality industry. I've always been very um, aware of people, wanted to be with people, um, became a trainer. Um, so that was about education. And then found myself, um, you know, mum of three little people, um, having to cope with school holidays and all sorts of things and thought, oh, I'm just going to be a parent helper at school. Well, that was a real eye opener. So I um, Ended up being um, approached to um, accept a job as a teaching assistant, so that was great. Um, but in the midst of all of this, um, we became aware as parents that our eldest, our daughter, was really struggling with reading and writing. But it didn't make sense because she was, she's a real eloquent person, you know, she talked very early, stringing her words together into sentences, um, but just couldn't get it down on paper. Um, times tables were a no-no 
I mean, she, she couldn't understand the relationships and patterns of numbers. Um, so it's getting really frustrating. Um, you know, her behavior was starting to go a bit awry. She would get really emotional. Homework, hated that in our house. I mean, most people do anyway, but ours was a real sort of um, verbal fight, actually. I dreaded it, you know, saying, mm, so have you done that? Nope. Right. Okay, should we sit down and do it? Nope. So it just ended up being a battlefield. Um, and it just, you know, it just did not make sense. And I think the cusp of it all was when um, we went to her year two parents evening and the teacher sat there and said, you know, and you're always a bit anxious or nervous, aren't you, going in for parents evening? Because you're just like, oh, I wonder what they're going to say. And we sat down and uh, the teacher went, well, you know, she's doing great, isn't she? she she's got great life skills. So I'm sitting there going, oh, great. This is going to be OK then. And then we get told that she cheats that she copies, that she distracts other people when she doesn't know what she wants, when she knows she can't do it. Um, you know, she's always the first one to volunteer for the job because then that gets her out of the classroom. So she then doesn't have a clue what she's supposed to be doing. So it's just like, oh dear. Um, and it just went on from there really. We could really see that she just wasn't shining her brilliance at all. There was something that was just stopping her from being who she really was. So that's how I got involved with movement. Um, and as a result of getting involved with the movement program, um, that sort of reaffirmed my belief that children are struggling. We need to understand, you know, what their inner nervous system is doing and what age that is. Because if you're constantly taking them out to do more spelling, more reading, more maths, how does that make them feel? It's just telling them, oh, by the way, we're going to segregate you from the group. We're going to put you, you know, over here with it one on one and we're going to do stuff that you don't understand. So, you know, with Meg, we saw self-esteem and confidence just dropping massively because it was just telling her, I can't do this. I know, you know, and she was screaming at home. I know I can't do it. Why do you keep asking me to do it? <laughs> it's like, yeah, actually, that makes real sense. Why? Um, so yeah, so put her through um, a really structured movement program, um, which networked, made loads of neural connections, um, and you know she started to shine. Um, so she got through her year six SATs, um, actually achieved a level five in her reading and writing, which was amazing because this child was at the age of nine, two and a half years behind academically of her peer group. Um, she went on to achieve 10 GCSEs. She um, got triple distinction in her BTEC in social care and graduated 18 months ago with a first class honours degree in occupational therapy. So this is a real key reason, you know, why I do what I do. Um, I'm working with the children. But as a result of getting involved with the programme, the head then approached me and said, we need this in school. And I just went, oh, yes, Absolutely. So um, I ran a movement programme um, for four and a half years, working with children that were what we described as in the grey zone. So, you know, they weren't achieving academic expected norms, but they weren't, you know, low enough or not achieving enough to be in the special educational needs group. So they sat just below the line, um, but you could tell that there was more within hmm. that just couldn't come through for some reason. Um, so I love that. And as a result of doing that, I ended up setting up my own business pri privately so families could come and see me themselves. Um, and then I went to the Breath of Life conference, which is um, a cranial sacral 
um, holistic body worker um, conference. And I sat in that auditorium with 250 other people. And the space was just phenomenal. And it made a really profound connection for me. I understood that I was, that in this conference, they were holding space in a very different way. And there was a lot of people that were really attuned and compassionate, and there was a lot of heart in the space. And I came to realize very quickly that that's what I was doing when I was holding the space for the program for the children at school. So it was a real big psychological thing, as well as this whole physical thing, we're gonna do this specific movement today. Um, so I went off and trained as a cranial sacral therapist as well. Um, and now my work is about combining these two things. Um, all three of our children have actually done the movement program. Um, and our middle lad, uh, firstborn son has actually had cranial sacral therapy as well. So I can see how the two things knit together. Um, yeah, so my work is now about supporting families, parents and children, parents who have children that are struggling, who, you know, it doesn't make sense hmm. as to why they are, um, and helping them to be able to make those connections and develop the network so that they can actually express their brilliance and shine, and hmm. they feel free to do that. Um, and then my cranial work is about working with very early developmental experiences. Um, so, you know, I see a lot of adults that come that are very stressed or overwhelmed or suffering with chronic pain and illness, um, which is, a, you know, can be a lot of um, a repeating pattern. It's something you've had for a, a long time or a while. And it's like, I, I don't know what to do. I can't get myself out of this space. I don't know what's going on. So, yeah, love it. And, and that's what I want to pick up on, because some people will be listening to this and going, yeah, I love my children. I obviously want my children to, to be the best they can be, and I want to help them to shine and so on. Mm -hmm. But actually, what we want to do is focus on the women themselves who are listening to this podcast, because mm -hmm. as you've said, whatever's happened to them from before birth will then impact them and influence them through their childhood. And if it's not... Um, if it's not dealt with, if it's not identified, mm. then we'll obviously continue to have an impact with them. So talk to me about how, how we're feeling right now could be as a result of something that's happened to us earlier on in our life. And why is that? Mm. Mm. Okay, so you may have tricky relationships with either females or males. And that's a pattern that can be set up very, very early. Um, our experiences in womb can be extremely overwhelming. So if you're somebody that finds transitions difficult or you find new situations difficult, this could be from a very, very early experience. So, you know, for example, starting a new job as an adult, you might be somebody that just glides through that, but you conversely could be somebody that, you know, that's a really anxious, stressful time. You find it really difficult to orientate to it you know, and that causes lots of upheaval for you, yeah? We've just had half term. Now, a lot of children have been nested, haven't they, in that mm -hmm. home environment, you know? And then we come to going back into school and the behavior starts again, you know? They may become overtly angry or push back or say no, you know, in that day, two days beforehand. 
because internally they're getting a bit wound up about what's happening. I don't know. How am I going to deal with that? You know, mm. as an adult, you know, um, things like going on holiday, you want to do it. But actually that whole thing of getting all those bags ready, getting organized and packed up causes a lot of stress. I mean, how many families argue before they go? You know? um, so it's creating ripples in your life that you may not be aware of, but it, you're left with this overwhelming feeling of being, I don't know, just really moody, behavioral, angry, frustrated, anxious, stressed, you know, and that doesn't see, you can't really identify it. Or you go into logic brain and go, well, okay, yeah, because of this, this, and this. Well, but it may be the pattern that you set up to keep yourself alive in a very, very early situation. You know, birthing is a traumatic experience for lots of us. And it's supposed to be hard work because that gives us resilience to come into life. Life's not easy, is it? Um, but when we're completely overwhelmed by that experience, you know, womb is our first home. So, you know, there are people out here that don't ever feel like home is home. You know, whatever house they move into, it's like, oh yeah, well, I'm just here for a little bit. And they move all the time. That's a really key, interesting thing for me. I'm curious about that all the time. Just like, oh. And then I go back to, how was it that first journey, that first home that you came into? Yeah. There are other people, you know, um, who have found this whole transition onto Zoom and Zoom life in the work field, very difficult. That's about being visible. You know, we have to put ourselves out there. We're on screen, you know. Um, that's difficult for some people. And that may be because actually their very first few hours were spent in an incubator. So they were looking through glass, like we're looking through glass now. So it triggers a feeling within them, but they don't actually understand why. Why am I so nervous? Why am I so fearful about this? You know, that whole thing of standing up in front of people and giving a talk, you know, presenting a meeting, that can freak some people out as well, you know. Um, that may be because, again, it's difficult for them to be visible. So I then go back into, okay, how was it, what was the atmosphere between your parents when they found out they were pregnant? For some people, that's a shock. So the little one's going, oh, gee, I shouldn't be here. I don't want to be here. What's the door? You know, so that's just a few examples of what comes into my practice. Um, and I think the key thing about it all, Maria, is that our body remembers. Our cells contain our memories and our emotions. And when things are really, they're overwhelming, you know, they're really painful, we lock them up because we don't want to be in that space, mm. you know? So we put them into our subconscious, but then the subconscious behaves like the needle on the record that just gets stuck in the groove, going round and round and round, you know? And I guess the space that I create is a space for people to go, oh yeah, that happens to me a lot. Oh, and I go, well, that's interesting, isn't it? I wonder why that is. And then the body will tell the story, you know? Um, 
So yeah, if you, you know, if you as an um, individual, you're sitting listening to this and thinking, oh, I do that all the time. I'm not really happy doing that. Or I, I have this pain all the time. Or I'm now dealing with this illness and I don't really understand it and I don't understand why, you know? Um, and it's just being curious about those things and looking at them from a different angle, a different perspective, but deeper, I guess. And I, that, I love that word. And I use that word a lot, being curious. Yeah. Rather than just going, oh, well, like I've got a cold. Well, everybody gets a cold or, oh, do you know what? My knee's a bit sore, but you know, I'm prone to having a bit of a dodgy knee. So that's all right then. It is getting curious and going, it's not necessarily a physical thing. What is, what is it? That's just the, the, the outcome, the result. Because mm. like you said, the body is amazing. Mm. And we don't listen, I'm generalizing. We don't listen to our bodies because if we did, we'd be, our, our, the way we could look after ourselves would be so much easier. Mm. And I, I have a friend who said to me, and, I know, and I've heard this before, listen to your body when it whispers because you don't want to hear it shouting. Oh, I love that. That's great. It is. It's so, it's good, isn't it? It's just like the little murmurs because mm. there's always communication going on. Yeah. So, and, and I loved what you said about um, in the subconscious. So although we might have an experience, whatever that is, whether we've heard someone talking or we've seen something on television or we've been in it ourselves, it does get locked away, but it's, it might be locked away from our conscious, but it's always in us. Yeah. It's always in our, so whether we like it or not, in some way, we're gonna, um, we're gonna react rather than respond to stuff. Yeah, and so, react, that's the key word, Maria, react. You know, react is a action that happens without thought. Mm -hmm. So we haven't engaged the rational brain, the, you know, the um, cerebral cortex, mm. the hemisphere, hemispheres. So it's a body reaction. Mm. So if, you know, and our children react like this all the time, they just react, yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, so if you've got a reaction that keeps happening for you, then yeah, absolutely pause and be curious about that because that will tell you a lot of information, you know? And I think for lots of people, we're all so busy just driving forward, trying to run, trying to do everything that we, you know, we just need to press that break and mm. go pause. Whoa, hang on a minute, mm. what was that? Mm. You know? And one of my clients said to me the other day, because there's so much wisdom in the space when you allow it to come through. She said to me, how can you find the end if you don't have the beginning. How do we know what's happening if we don't understand the start of the story? Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I just said to her, so that totally encapsulates my work because I take you back to the beginning and then you can see where it all started and it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm this many years older or I'm now in this situation. I don't need that record to run me. So let's orientate to that differently. Let's mm. reframe that. Mm. You know, you've got more choices, you're more, you know, knowledge today. And once you've consciously, it's like shining the light on the shadow. Mm. Once you've brought it into the light, it can't behave the same way. Mm. It has to change. So you orientate to that experience in a different way. And then you can start repatterning mm. and move forward. So let's let's break that bit down because some people might be going. 
oh my word I'm overwhelmed by what Jackie's just said because she's she's speaking to me she's actually saying how I'm feeling mm. so thinking about those individuals who are being feeling overwhelmed what can they what's the first step they can take just to not get rid of the overwhelm but just you know breathe yeah so that they can make the right decision for themselves yeah so this is where i talk about pressing the pause button okay so stop and i want you to really feel into the surface that you are contacting with right now so that might be you might have you know might be sat in a chair you might be leaning against the wall you might be leaning forward and you've got your elbows on the table you know so whatever surface that is supporting you i want you to really feel into that surface and allow yourself to really connect with it yeah then take notice of your breathing and i tell people to put their hands on their belly and as they inhale see if the belly's moving in moving out yeah, because what happens when we go into overwhelm is we breathe in our shoulders. So our yeah. shoulders come up. OK, so the ribcage still needs to obviously come out, but to bring that breath in down through the lungs, through the diaphragm, into the belly. The technical term is diaphragmatic breathing. You're breathing through your diaphragm. So lean up against that surface. You know, if you're sat in a chair, lean against the back of the chair, hands on your belly and breathe that inhale in so that you feel your belly coming out like a balloon. And then as you exhale, I want you to feel into the ribs coming down and lowering, and then tracking that exhale breath down the spine into the pelvis. And every time you follow that exhalation down into the pelvis, you'll feel yourself hopefully getting heavier, feeling into the support more, softening your tissues more, shoulders coming down. So then we're gonna follow that exhalation down the spine, through the rib cage, into the belly, and then down the legs and note into the feet. Notice your feet on the floor. Notice your feet connecting with the ground. And then once you've done a couple of cycles of that and you feel the softening, then I ask you to just orientate. You can bring your fingers into your palms and then stretch them out so they're really wide like octopus legs. And you can do the same with your toes, bring them right into the soles of your feet and then spread them out. So that just brings the sensations back into them. And then just look around you. And take note of four different things at least. So shapes of something, color of something, you might be able to count four of something in the space. Then touch for three things. Yeah, so don't know, part of your body, the pen on the desk, the paper or whatever. Yeah, you might be able to smell two things. You might be able to hear two things. So you're just re-engaging your senses with the environment that you're in right now. And then, okay, what's happening now? So once 
we've got into a zone where we've practiced that a lot. It can literally take 10 seconds to do that because you know, you're in it, you can get into it really quickly. Um, and that just presses the pause button, which means you then reorientate that scenario, that situation, that circumstance in a different way. Mm. It's great from a parenting point of view, because you know we react to our kids reacting. And actually, if we could just go, okay, right, I'm grounded. Mm. What's going on here? You're going to come at it, you know, with a much more rational way of thinking than, you know, the reaction that lots of us have. You know, um, as a parent, I totally recognise that. I've done that. I've been there. It's normal. It's human. <laughs> but, you know, and also our relationships, you know, when your partner does something, or, you know, that's out of sync or, you know, is frustrating to you and we, we react. We react all the time, don't we? We do. If we can press the pause button, it just changes the energy in the field, the energetics in the space. And then, you know, the way that we react means the other person will react differently back. Yes. They're not, they won't mirror us, you know, or they will mirror us, but they'll mirror us from a positive point of view. So if we go, what the heck are you doing? They'll go back and say, well, I'm doing this all the time. And there we <laughs> yeah. go. It all escalates yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Whereas if we press the pause button and go, hey, I noticed that you're not feeling very happy at the moment. I'm just wondering. Oh, well, yeah, no, I'm not. It's a completely different reaction. So, yeah. Well, that's amazing. I feel relaxed already. Thank you. Are you zoned out? <laughs> I am. <laughs> so, believe it or not, we are coming to the end of this recording. But before, before we wrap it up, can you give us three things that you'd like our listeners to take away with them from this conversation? Okay, obviously, press the pause button, number one. Two, be curious, because being curious just opens up a whole new perspective on things. Um, and then the other thing is, is that our bodies are talking to us all the time. We just need to tune in, you know? Talking is fine for lots of people, but actually body work is where it's at, you know? so that we can actually tap into those really deep senses, um, memories, experiences. Mm. So, you know, um, yeah. So bodies talk, press the pause button, be curious. Oh, amazing. Well, I, well I've loved talking to you, Jackie, like I always do anyway. So that's- I was gonna say, it's always a, a pleasure. <laughs> always a pleasure, Maria. Now, I know, People listening will be going, do you know what? I need to get into Jackie's world. She is amazing. She knows her stuff. She can help me. So how can people connect with you? Okay, so you can email me at info at deepconnections with an X, so E-X-I-O-N-S dot co dot UK. Or send me a text message or a voicemail on my mobile, 077-907-83-280. And I'll get back to you and we'll organise a, you know, 15-minute chat, discovery call. Um, obviously, if you send me an email, I'll respond to that as well. Um, but, yeah. And you're also on Instagram and LinkedIn as well and Facebook. Yeah, I'm on all of those. <laughs> <laughs> she is everywhere. You can find her. I hope you can. <laughs> well, 
Well, thank you very much, Jackie, for joining me today and sharing your knowledge. And thank you, everyone, for listening. If you're interested in finding out how you can work with me and how I can help you, then head over to my website, www.mummyonabreak.co.uk and click on work with me. Take care.